Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Build Your Network podcast, the only top-rated show committed to helping you grow your business, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Let's get into the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Build Your Network podcast. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Long time no see. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's been good? Yeah, been been pretty good. I'm really curious today because usually when I sit down and talk with someone, I always make a joke about, you know, when people are sitting in kindergarten and people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, <laughs> you know, usually the answers are police officer, firefighter, uh, fill in the blank. And most people I interviewed didn't take a traditional course, you know, right. going the right. route of, you know, I'm a multifamily syndicator. But for you, <laughs> was the dream of being a police officer something that was there from the time that you were an early age, young kid? What were yeah. your original aspirations? Yeah. I mean, when I was young, I always wanted to be a policeman. I kind of started feeling around, around the age, about eight or nine, for sure, that that was the route I wanted to go. And then uh, went to school, got my, I got two bachelors and a master's, and I started getting jobs and good jobs and stuff like that. And one day, I was just like, you know what? I, I got to go. I got to do what I what I went after uh, or what I really want to do. And, and and I just, you know, I pulled a pin and, and I did it. I've been doing it for 22 years now. Yeah. What, what was it that gave you that spark of interest in it in the beginning? So I think for me, um, we had a, a domestic inside the office I was working at and I was a chief financial officer. So uh, usually the president, the vice president were, you know, out doing their thing or whatever. And I was, you know, basically running the, running the show. And we had a domestic incident and cops came in, super professional, did what they did to do, super helped this lady out, got her to a shelter, the whole bit. It was, it was great. And then that's the day I knew. I also knew that I didn't want to grow up without having, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to continue life with the way we grew up. Now we grew up, there was a lot of love, a lot of, but I remember my mom and dad having that, you know, they didn't sign the gas check because back then, you know, they wouldn't cash a check without a signature. They call you and you'd be like, oh yeah, you forgot to sign the check. And my dad would be like, oh my God, you know, and it would buy us another two weeks or three weeks, you know, to get, to get the gas. So I knew I didn't want to financially struggle like my parents, you know, because they wanted to give us everything and they did. I mean, they, they really did with, 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 with what they had, but I knew I didn't want to do that too. And I knew going into police work that I was going to take a substantial pay cut. So that's kind of like where I started wearing both hats. And then I started my security company, but following the, you know, my dream, uh, my passion about being the police is really something I had to do, but I had, and I wanted to do both. I just had to figure it out. Right. Right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about just being a police officer um, before sure. we transition to the business side, because we talk about this all the time on your podcast, you know, the relationship between the community and law enforcement can get rocky at times. Um, right. And there's a lot of, I, I think, preconceived ideas about what it means to be a police officer. Like what did being a police officer mean to you? Like when you step back and look at like what it means to be a cop, like what does that mean to you? To me, I just don't like bullies. I like to help people because there are people in, in the world that just need help just because they don't know what to do, where to go, a shoulder to cry on, um, even somebody to yell at. So it really truly means to me that you are, you're going out there and you're doing what you can for people, whether they need to vent and yell and scream and curse at you and make sure that, or make you feel like it's your fault, which we know it's not. They need avenues of how to get out of a domestic abuse situation. They need to be able to talk to somebody that to say that, hey, this guy did this or this girl did that to me. And also that they can't protect themselves. And that's really what it means that that that's really in a nutshell, the two big things for me. 
in your two decades in law enforcement, did you feel like that was the outlook of most of the people you worked with? Like, do you feel like they had that same kind of outlook on what it meant to be in law enforcement? Yeah. Yeah. I, most of them do. And, and, you know, but you do have that small percentages that just take this to be a job yeah. so they could get to take a job, put their money away and have a pension. But the people I work with and the people I surrounded myself with are the people that we all had the same, the same common goal and the same common feeling about the job. And I didn't, I, I let the noise just kind of be the noise. I didn't even listen to it. I knew what I was there for. And I, and I made sure that I was around people that were there for the same reason. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, pivoting into doing a security company, it's a lot of the same mission, I'm assuming. I, I'm sure you saw yourself in a lot of the same role and shared a lot of the same values that you had in law enforcement. But obviously, financially, it sets you up in a much better position. Was there a lot of internal resistance to go from like the noble position of law enforcement to going out on your own, starting a business? Like, Did you have some inner resistance or conflict about that? No, because I ran a both at the same time. Mm-hmm. I did a both at the same time. And, you know, one thing I instill on, on, on everybody who works uh, for me, the security company, it's you're there to do the same thing. It's just a different title. That's all it is. And you may not get some of the benefits, but that's what you're there for. You're there to you know make sure that you protect people that can't protect themselves or can't see something coming. And you're there for people to talk to. And that's really, really the essence. Um, you know, and, and they call me like, well, you can do this because you're the police or you do this. And no, I do it because my job title is the police, but I do it because I'm human. Mm. And I think that's what that, that's what people need to do. I think there's time that you do need to fight. I think there's time that the fight's on. I also think there's time that you just, you know, time to listen. And that's what I try and instill on my guards. Yeah, no, I love that. I, I talk about it a lot the last year. And, and you know, I have a four-year-old. So like I'm thinking more <laughs> and more about life and having the right. uh, existential crisis that comes with having kids. But like one of the things that I, I've thought about a lot is like, you know, when, when you grow up, people do ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And right. I think the question is off guided a little bit. I think the most important question is who do you want to be? Like, right. what are your values? And then what roles can you take on that help you further those values? Like, I think that's the question right. that we should be asking more kids. And I, I love that approach of saying, I'm doing the same thing and I'm doing right. this because I believe this is what a good human does. I'm just doing it in these different avenues. Right. And you know, if you want to be the person that helps people, well, what avenue? Medical, right. police, fire, psychologist, psychiatrist. Right. And they all have their they all have their pros and cons, you know. And you know what, you know, as a policeman, you do that, but people shoot you. As a psychiatrist, you're gonna to listen to people's problems all day. So you should probably get a psychiatrist. Right. So every you know, so everything kind of has its has its thing. But I agree. What who do you want to be and how do you get there? Yeah. I think that's the best thing. And, and, and like I told my girls, do whatever you want, do whatever you want, but be passionate about it and be the best you can be at it. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, how do you audit that when you're looking at it? Because like you, you mentioned, like pick the route for you. But I think for, for some people, and I'm preaching to myself here, like sometimes it's hard to know, like, what's the one thing that is right for you? You know, like for myself, I have this, we were talking before we hit record, like I, I do a podcast that talks about sexual abuse. And there's been mm-hmm. serious times where I'm doing it. I'm like, what's the process of going to a special victims unit? Or what's the process of doing this? Or what's the process of going in the legal side? You know, and like your brain just runs because we're human. So we're always sure. looking at all these different, different paths. And then I remind myself like my best impact I can have happens to be behind a microphone talking about it and building right. a, building awareness about it. When you're looking at different opportunities in life or when someone else is like, what advice would you give to 
auditing the different choices and making the one that is best for you? Like how, how do you define best for you? Is in your worst day, do you still want to do it? In your worst day, you go to a place where you see bodies and body parts and children and animals and people and everything just in a in a bloody disarray. Do you still feel that you did the best that you could and you and you still want to do what you want to do? Do you still can you look at yourself and deep down feel no matter what I face, no matter how bad it is, I still want to do this on your worst day? Wow. There's a lot to think about on that yeah. front, you know. And what was it for you? I mean, before before diving in the business side, what was it for you that got you through those worst days? You know, because I like you just mentioned a list of things that sure. most people listening would say. If I saw that one time at any right. job, I'd be out. Was it the knowledge that there was a greater good, or was there some other driving mechanism behind sticking in it? I think for me, I just knew that even on their worst, on your worst days, that there's some things that you couldn't prevent. But I I knew coming out of that tunnel, there are stuff that you could prevent and you are going to do more. You're going to be more proactively good for people than walking into something that you couldn't do. Right. That's really what got me through it. Knowing that when I'm done with this call, there's going to be 15 calls that I'm just going to, I'm going to make somebody's day. I'm going to keep a guy, I'm going to keep somebody from, from killing themselves for whatever reason, you know, there's more positives than there are negatives. And that's what you have to dwell on. And you're going to have negative and it's going to be the worst of the worst, but you're also going to know that there's more coming, more positive coming that you're going to help with. Right. Right. I think that's huge. You mentioned earlier on, there's a lot of noise. Like there's always people, and this isn't any field, like this is not exclusive to law sure. enforcement, uh, right. business and law enforcement and software companies, fill in the blank. There's always going to be people who are negative voices or negative influences, the bad apples, you know, in any right. group. You know, how did you intentionally align yourself with the right people and start building a network around you that was going to one keep you on the right path? Because like you can, you know, we should always have people around us that are keeping us going the right direction. Right. But also we're in alignment with your goals in the macro sense, like moving forward into the future. There's two things. One is that I grew up in uh, uh, when I my brother, who I don't speak to, uh, he took a completely different path and. As we started not talking and stuff like that and not kind of, you know, hanging out or whatever, as I got a little bit older, I'm like, what, what was the difference? Had the same parents, parents paid for our education. Parents were loving, parents were supportive, parents were behind us. I mean, and it, it just, what, like, what was the difference? And for me, I realized it was our friends. Our friends were different. That kind of clicked to, okay, I know that if I'm with positive people, that is going to keep me on a positive path. Then as you, you start going through, you're getting older and you start doing the entrepreneurial thing and you're like, okay, so who can I hang around? Or who do I want to be like? And who do I want to, like, where do I want to go? I mean, ultimately I want to have this and I want to be this and I want to do this, but I want to be this person. And you start aligning yourself with those people. And I think if you have a clear understanding of who you are, that helps. Because for me, my mind races when I'm driving down the block I see four different things. I create four businesses in my brain. Okay. And that's the way my mind works. And you have to get with people that understand that and that will let people let you talk through it, no matter how crazy it may sound, but then we'll also go, okay, what's the downside? What's the best, whatever that, that will challenge you on, on things. So I just, you know, and then obviously you read books and and everything and, you know, there was, you know, you show me your five best friends and, you know, I'll show you who you are type of thing. 
But I just heard that early on that it's just, it's the people you surround yourself with that are either going to be supportive or they're going to be create a lot of noise and be negative and like, you, know, you don't do that or you can't do that or you'll never do this. And, you know, and, you know, here you are. Uh, um, so I learned that early. I just think it's people you surround yourself with and make sure that and, and express your goals. If you can tell somebody, if you can express your goals and your wins and they look at you and say, that's awesome. What's next? The, the people that is, I think those are the people you need. Yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So growing your business, was there a specific relationship like that, that you can say like, okay, my business, and it's probably several, but you could say my business wouldn't have grown to the point it did without this person. There's not one specific person. It was a bunch of people. And really it's, it's nobody that I really ever met personally. You know, it's you, you watch, you know, the Travis's, you watch the Eric's, you watch, you, you watch the people that, that, that are successful, the Tony Robbins and, and all this other stuff. And you're like, Hey, I can see that. I can do that. I want to be like that. I'll never shake your hand, mm-hmm. but I'll learn from you. As you start doing that, and then you start listening, like, Hey, you want to go to the conferences and do this and that and everything. And you start listening and you start doing and you start growing. I think that's the pivotal point for me, knowing that, hey, someday I want to go and I want to meet some of these people. And, I, and I, I've, I've been fortunate enough that I have, but I just think it's a whole, from my perspective, for me, not having the silver spoon where I can call somebody and say, hey, can you introduce me to so-and-so? It was who I wanted to be, then making a path of how do I get there? Right, right, and it's it's almost that angle of like, what are the behaviors of the person that's accomplished? Exactly, things, you know, yep. that, that's one of the biggest things. Like you mentioned earlier, I'm I feel the same way. Like I'll be, my wife makes fun of me all the time because I'm always going like, what about this? Or like the other day we were driving and I was like, you know, what about this apparel 
thing. And what about this? And like, literally we were just at a farmer's market and I had an idea and I was like, what if we did this and we could do this? And like, by the time we got home, I was like, here's 20 things we could do with that. Right. And, you know, but also you have to stay focused on some main goals. Yeah. So like being able to, to narrow down, like what is the number one thing I want to accomplish building around that and having those people in your life, like my wife or like going to, for me, it is Travis, you know, like, Hey, what do you think about this? Where are the cons right. I'm not seeing? So you're not constantly just in squirrel over here, right, right. down this path. So I love that. One of the big things that, you know, you've, you've built your business, you've talked about people that you've followed uh, along the way and people that you have influenced you. But one thing now is you're at a point where you're taking what you've learned and attempting to teach it to other people and right. sharing how to, how to grow. What was it inside you that said, like, this is a good path for me to begin educating other people on kind of the steps that I've taken within my own business and my own life. It was actually, we had a, we had a day at work and it was just, oh my God, we got in the, we got in the car and we were six, six calls stacked. And what that means they were already ready. They were, they, six calls were on the computer, ready to go to get dispatched. Anyway, we go through the day. It was call to call to call to call. What it was, it was, it was a crazy day. The last call was basically a guy who was going to commit suicide. Long story short, talked him through it. And he was ultimately going to commit suicide because he was gay and he didn't know how to tell his parents. After talking and talking and talking, you know, and went going through it, he realized that, Hey, it's not, it's not that bad. And he ended up going to the hospital and then ultimately, you know, he told his parents and everything's fine. So I just kind of thought to myself, I go, you know, I coach people in their worst of worst ways. I take people to jail because they make poor decisions. I want to make a positive impact with the knowledge I now have and by helping people reach their goals and dreams. Because look, at I was a policeman and I ran a business. I mean, I did it. I go out there and I deal with people and I talk to people that are at their lowest point of their day. And, and, and thank God, most of the time, I hope it's made them feel good and, and, and take a positive, a positive outlook at it. So I'm like, hey, I could do this. Why don't I do it? I've got a business coach. I mean, why don't I do this and take my experiences and do the same thing and maybe help people you know, make the world a little bit better, make their world better. Yeah. And before they're hitting rock bottom, <laughs> right? <is> probably, <laughs> right, probably a right. nice change of pace. Right, right. Uh, if someone's listening and they're going, you know, what's the need for a business coach or what's the need, you know, it, the people who are sitting here and this was me for a long time. It's like, I, I would sit there and go, I get these ideas on my own. I'm good at, you know, creating these things from scratch. You know, I've right. got this, this knack for it. Like, Sometimes I think we're the people who could benefit the most from a business coach, but also bristle the most against having someone else say, hey, here's what you need to do. Because the reason 90% of people, probably 99.9% of people become entrepreneurs is because they don't want people to tell them what to do. (laughs) So uh, what have you seen as the benefit of having a coach and how has that impacted you? And and why do you think more should consider it? I think the business coach for me is there's so many avenues to it. But I think the best thing is that I know that I could call somebody and I'm going to get the honest truth. For example, when I call my coach, it's about business and about personal. And I think it was something going on. And I think between Debbie, my wife and I, and kind of talk through it. And he, and he goes, okay, well, what are you doing about it? And I go, well, what, what, what do you mean? What am I doing about it? I don't want people telling me what to do, or I can't do this. I can't do that. He goes, okay, but well, then what are you going to do about it? You don't want people telling you what to do in business. So you put yourself in a position where you don't have to. This is your wife. What are you going to do about it? I go talk to her. He's like, yeah. So I just think being able to bounce stuff off of people and have them realize and that, and they're there for your best interest. On top of the fact, when you're talking to a business coach and you can go, hey, I have this idea. And they go, okay, that is a great idea. Let me call 
Eric, because Eric would be able to do this. I know Eric for a logo or for social media or whatever. Hey, I know this guy. And well, then Eric knows Travis and Travis knows Brad Lee and Eric knows Brad Lee and Eric knows it. So I think it's by having the coaches, you have a bigger, you have a, you have an audience that, that is, is your biggest cheerleader in your personal and business life. And also it's what they can help you with based on your ideas. Cause you don't know who knows who or who knows who. And when you come across, you're like, Hey, here we go. Right. Right. And you don't know what you don't know. So it's right. to have someone, um, right. You mentioned um, like someone who's going to tell you like it is. And I think another thing that people often go is like, oh, I have this mentor that I know. Or I have this person that I know who is a good friend who can talk me through it. But sometimes friends don't make the best coaches. Right. You know, and sometimes the people that are the natural mentors in your life can be a great blessing, but also can be a little bit of a curse because they know you. They're going to soften answers a little bit. Right. How important do you think it is to pay to play when it comes to gaining knowledge, whether mm-hmm. that's through one-to-one coaching masterminds, courses, like, do you think it's more valuable, less valuable, equal value between going the free route? No, I think you pay to play. And, I, and I'm, for me, I'm a hundred percent confident if I wasn't paying for it, I don't know if I put in as much effort in it because mm-hmm. it, I've got skin in the game, number one. Yeah. And number two, that comes out of my pocket that I could be doing other things and that I enjoy, but this is super important to me. Yeah. And I think when people pay, just like an education, just like starting a hobby or whatever, I think if people put money into it, they have skin in the game and they're more apt to go, hey, I'm going to read that book or PodFest is next week. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what it's PodFest? Right? Uh, yeah. 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 So I'm going to that. But if, if, it, if I didn't have the coach to say, hey, you should go to this because this is good and well, maybe I could just watch it online. Well, I... I'm not going to get the same out of it because there's no skin in the game. Cause I could you know, get on my phone or I could go talk to my wife or my kids or whatever. I think when people pay for things. It's like buying your dream car or, you know, buying your, your you know, you wanted to buy this for whatever. I don't care if it's a, a phone or a watch or what you wanted this forever. You are going to take care of it. If it's a car, you're going to wash it. You're going to wax it. And that car is going to last you 50 years because you have skin in the game. I think it's the same thing. I think you have skin in the game. You're going to take more positive steps. Right. I think that's huge. You mentioned this. I'm going to ask you the question. We ask everybody that comes on the show. Uh, You mentioned watching like a conference online versus going. I think it's a perfect segue into the question we ask everybody, which is, do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? It's who, you know, to me, if I'm out seeking the who I know, there's two things I know. One, I'm confident enough to find that person and want to connect with them. And once I connect with them, I know that that I I can help them. Or if I don't know something, I'm confident enough in myself to say, I will find the answer. So it is definitely who you know. That's huge. Yeah. I have people that always try to shimmy around that question and go, well, it's what you know, or it's this. My question to them is always, who taught you that? <laughs> right. Like who taught right. you what you know, you know? And besides, if you're going after somebody like so you know, I, I'm trying to build my coaching business. I'm going to go after the people that, well, there's a lot of people that I still just want to know to get to know. It's like, who would yeah. you sit on a bench with type of thing? But there's also people that I would know going, Hey, I know that I can, I can help them and they can help me. And they seem real cool. And we could probably have a good network together, but I would never go after the people or network with the people that I don't think I could, I don't think that I couldn't help first of all. Hmm. And by knowing them, and having the confidence, knowing them, if they come across and say, 
hey, I got a question or whatever. If I don't know, guess what? Hopefully who I know in my network is big enough to get the right answer. And I could have Tom meet Joe, Mary meet Tom, and they get where they want to go. Well, that's one of my favorite questions to ask people because I think for me, again, like almost every question I ask is always comes from some experience that that I've had. And and I know in the beginning for me, I was when you first get started on entrepreneurial side, you're super overconfident. At least I was, you know. Right. I think because you know you can do something that your immediate network can't do. Like right. your parents are telling you, Oh, you have such a gift for this, you know, because <laughs> right. they don't know how to even turn a computer on, you know, right, or, right. Or, or your brother who has a totally different interest. It goes, wow, I could never do that. You're thinking I'm the best. And right. then you get out in the marketplace and you've got that chip on your shoulder, but very quickly you realize like, oh, I'm like the smallest fish in this, in this <laughs> ocean, you know, how do you determine? So like if someone's listening to this right now, who is just starting out in entrepreneurship, starting their business, when they're going into a networking situation, how do they look to themselves and determine where they can add value to that first level up? Because like when you're going to meet somebody, like you mentioned a Bradley or a you know, Travis or somebody, and you're, right. you're meeting them, you're seeing all this stuff they're doing. It's easy to look at yourself and go, what can I bring to them? What value can I add to them? How do you go about finding that and delivering that value to someone who might be on that next level of the totem pole? I think it's what what you feel, how you feel you can help. I mean, obviously, when you look at them and don't be intimidated, that's the thing. You can't be intimidated. You've got that, you know, you look at all these people that are, you know, you think are so successful, which, and, and they are. But if you look deep in yourself, you could always find something of value that you can give them, whether it's, hey, a friendly handshake or what's, hey, you know, I was watching that content. It's really awesome. But, you know, this would be cool. Like if you put in a, you know, you put in a daily dispatch of, you know, something that was funny, that funny happened to you or that you saw, you know, just you can not everybody knows everything and not everybody has everything. You talk to anybody that's successful, they'll tell you, I don't know everything, do things better, but I, every, everybody learns every day. I think you could find that. And, and whether it's just being a policeman or just being a therapist or just being a marketer or, and I say just be, but yeah. you know, maybe that's who you are. You could always add value in something and you did. And, and once you find that overcoming the fear, like that's, when, when I'm, you know, it, that's the big thing is come overcoming your fear. Yeah. That's, that's a huge one. And like, that's something that I struggle with all the time. Like I mentioned, like I always sit there, I talk to people that are police officers and I go like, oh, they're actually having an impact. You know, I look at people yeah. who are like nurses and I go like, they're actually helping right. people, you know? And it's, it's so easy because we're closer to nobody than ourselves. It's easy to overlook the gifts and the abilities that we have. You know? Right. And, 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 what you yeah, said, and you just, talk yourself through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The just yeah. comes into mind all the time. And yeah. I constantly because, have that. Oh yeah. And, and you know what I, and this is, I, I, I look to myself and I'm trying to like, before I, like even this interview, I'm like, holy cow, I'm going to go on this show. This is really cool. <laughs> you know, maybe, oh my God, I, maybe I, I've got a sore throat and you know, and you think to yourself like, cause you start getting nervous and I have to, you know, and you think to yourself, like for me, I'm like, dude, okay. You go through doors that you don't know that the monster's on the other side. Imagine me going, well, that's easier because <laughs> right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. So, you know, the monster's in the room across this door. For me, it's easier to go through that door than it is to come expose myself and do this. So you have to talk yourself through it. And I think by, by overcoming that fear, I think is huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, that's the coolest thing, just to wrap up the networking side, like sure. that's the coolest thing for me getting in rooms with people is that you start realizing because people talk about, I mean, 
I'd say there's like this level of like chip on the shoulder, fake successful, where it's like they don't have any flaws and they won't admit anything. But when you get around truly successful people that have truly successful businesses, the first thing you hear in the conversation is like, man, I can't figure out this, or I can't figure out this. Right. And, and it's amazing to me getting around people who are running, I mean, running seven, eight figure businesses and, you know, have massive organizations. And then right. they go, man, I'm so bad at doing podcast interviews <laughs> or I'm so bad right. at doing right. this. And it's like, oh my God, they're human. Yeah. I drink that yeah. stuff up because I'm like, yeah. great. Well, I have yeah. one up on this person, you know, which is right. awesome. So I think that, I think that's great. Well, let me ask before we move into our random round, I want people to be able to connect with you and find out more information about your coaching program, what you're looking at offering to them. What's the number one place for people to connect with you, find out more information and really what can they expect working with you? Uh, They could go to thecoachingcap.com or email me at thecoachingcap at gmail.com. And what you could expect from me is, you know, I've been through coaches and I've you know, I've tried watching and videoing and or listening to videos and stuff like that. I think what you'd expect from me is that there's not going to be any fluff. I'm there to listen. I'm there to help. I'm there to take care of you and coach you and get you through. I'm not going to say I will always be truthful with you, good or bad. I will always be truthful with you. And I think that's where you get a lot of coaches where, you know, that, that, are, that I've seen that are just in it for the money that really, truly don't, that don't help. I've, committed to my life to helping people. I've done it for 22 years in the worst of the worst. And I am committed to helping people better their lives. And I'm hoping now I'm getting them at the point where they actually want to do something. Yeah. So with my, with my knowledge and my experience, I really want to get down to the nitty gritty and help them grow. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Well, look, I, I've had a good conversation. I'm going to take Thank us you. into our uh, random round. I want to get people to know you just a little <sighs> bit better right All right. before we close it out. No pressure. First question, what profession other than your own do you think would be fun to attempt? Being a heart surgeon. Really? Yeah. Any specific reason or is that just seem like another nah, fun, I, high I, pressure situation to put yourself in? <laughs> I, I think that would probably be the most ultimate pressure to see if you can handle it. Right. Right. Yeah, I, can't I mean, you're holding a live heart right there. I think that, you know, and I always push myself to see how far I can go. I think that would be one of the ultimate pressures. If you could sit on a park bench with anybody past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? I think it would be Jesus at this stage in my life. And I think it's because the why would be, where are we going? Why have people strayed so far? And why, where are we going? What are we going to end up doing? And not from a religious standpoint, yeah, but I mean, I just, that just means the world as a whole. Like we've strayed so far from good and evil and good and bad. And like, what can I do to make it right? Yeah. I'm always curious because people will sometimes just say a name and then not give any context. And I'm always curious, like, what's the first question out of your mouth when you sit down with somebody? Because it's easy to say like, oh, God, or Jesus. or My first question, why the kids? If if, If that were to happen, that would be my first question. Why the children? Yeah, that would be that'd be kind of my question is like, how do we get here? You know, like what's yep. the, what was intended to happen? Because it yep. feels like we're so far out in the boonies right. and stuff, you know. How do you like to learn best? Is it books, blogs, podcasts, videos? What's your favorite way to consume information? Mine is all digital podcasts, books, and videos. Gotcha. Have you done the uh, the hack where you listen to the audiobook while you read the physical book? No, no, no. That's, that's the most killer way to consume information. Um, I've never tried that. Yeah. Um, I gotta I, try that. I did it like three years ago. I was reading a book and I was struggling to understand it. 
you know, which isn't, that's not a rarity, you know, but, <laughs> but I was, I was really struggling to get through and like understand. And I downloaded the audiobook read by the author right along while I was reading the book. So he's reading in my ear, I'm reading the book. And it was like a game changer. Like I felt like I was retaining a ton of information. And then just this last year, Alex Ramosi, who everyone's been talking about, right? Um, he recommended that. And I was like, I beat him to the punch by like three or four years. I should have that's, talked about it sooner. That's awesome. Because I, I mean, like when you, when you read a book or you're listening to a book like the, the E-Myth or, yeah. you know, you're number one and it's so like, and, and you're learning it on the go. It's really, really tough to consume, but yeah, I have to try that. Yeah, good, good really, idea, bro. Thanks. Really cool way to do it. It's from me first. That's right, right. <laughs> uh, give me a glimpse of your morning routine. What does that look like for you? Depending on the day, I'm up at uh, anywhere between three and five. I get my cup of coffee, shower, and I either go to work and or uh, get my cup of coffee, run through my e- emails. I look at my financial status for a few minutes. I give myself 10 minutes of news. Then I do some type of physical, you know, walking, running or whatever. Then I start my day. Do you have a go-to pump up song that you use to get uh, motivated in the morning? Oh my God. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of it. I don't remember the name of it. That's so weird. I, it's one of those things I've heard all the time when I, but I don't play it in the morning because everybody else is usually sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is something that you're not very good at? I am not good at sales and I'm not good at social media. Horrible, oh, horrible. Gotcha. Because I'm, I mean, I type of personality. I'm the, I'm, I'm a cop. I go in and I tell you what to do. I'm, a, I'm not selling you. And yeah. why, you know, and, and it's very simple for me. I got the best product. Why are you not buying it? So. Sounds like you might be better at sales than you think. <laughs> <laughs> the hard sales. Thing down. Um, yeah. Sales is a tricky one. But see, it's funny because I say I'm not good at sales because I'm not a type A alpha personality. So. Again, oh, yeah. It goes back to that. I'm just this. <laughs> Yeah, back yeah. into that mindset. Um, <laughs> and then the last question here, um, I know you gave your business website, but if someone wants to connect with you personally, uh, what's the best place to do that? If they want to see your, your personal journey, where's the best place to connect with you? Um, it's going to be the website. And then you, they could also go to um, where I have my podcast, which is threecopstalk.com. Uh, and then also uh, we're going to be starting a whole YouTube series in about a week or two where I'll be giving out some uh, free uh, I, I guess free. It's not, I mean, all you're doing is giving out knowledge. I mean, and whether you want to call it free or whatever, where people could go learn and then they'll learn about my journey. Cause I'm going to talk a lot about myself and my family and, and how I kind of balance both out. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, definitely. If you're listening, check the links in the show notes and connect with Chris. Uh, there's a lot of great content over there. And uh, I really appreciate you jumping on and having this conversation. Oh my God. And thank you. And, and please continue to do the content you do. It's, it's really, really awesome. And that could be a whole nother show. I could talk to you about cases and everything else, but keep doing what you're doing, please. It yeah. really does good. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, thanks for listening to this episode. That's it for today. As you all know, this show is completely free. Our only ask is that if you found anything valuable in this episode or in any of the episodes that you've listened to, then share it with somebody else and leave us a quick rating review in whatever platform you're listening to right now. It would be super, super helpful for us. Uh, so that's it for today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Catch you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.